Hey guys, have you ever met someone who portrays themselves as one thing, but in reality, there's something completely different? We've all been there, allowing ourselves to trust someone who talks about love and loyalty and support, but then stabs you in the back before asking you why you are bleeding. Blonde bombshell and American icon Marilyn Monroe said it best. If you're gonna be two-faced, at least make one of those faces pretty. Some of the most poisonous people come disguised as friends and family. So when you discover their true colors, you simply have to delete them from your life. Unfortunately, tonight's victim never learned this lesson, trusting her two-faced killer as he went behind her back to dig her grave. Welcome to this episode of Talk Murder to Me, live for the first time from Jen's house. El Casa? No, that's wrong. It's La Casa. <laughs> Dig Hollins. It's like the the old days for us recording. It's great. And we had a pretty cool hint tonight, which was psychic, right? Yep, psychic or medium, John said. And what's the name of this drink again? The Spirit Summoner? Yes, the Spirit Summoner, which is a very creative cocktail of vodka and um, sour apple liqueur. Apple teeny! Oh, oh yes. It's in a Bugs Bunny cup. That is Tom from Tom and Jerry, so. It tastes like an apple Jolly Rancher. All right, so where are we going and who are we killing? Jen, since we're at your house. Oh, okay. I think that we're going to... New York and that the um the someone is killed and they use a psychic to try and find the body. Are you saying New York because of the Long Island medium? I think subconsciously maybe. <laughs> Teresa. Teresa Caputo, right? That's that's her. Yeah, yeah. And she does she does tour. I think she came to Charleston recently. Okay, okay. So I think I think it's 1987. We ha- we've we been forgetting to add years. I'm going to say it's 1987, and we're going to Louisiana, and we are going to talk about like a, like a voodoo spirit type murder, and like someone's haunting someone. So we're not doing the Long Island medium, but we are going to New Jersey, and there's a medium up there that we're going to be talking about, just oh, cool. really briefly. Have you guys ever gone to see a medium before? No, I have. Um, so my uh, my family had gone to medium and uh, after my cousin had passed away and there was one particular lady who they I think saw a couple of times. It's been it's been a long time. It's been since I was a junior in high school. So I would have been like 16 ish, 17 ish. Um, so she had said that she like could feel his presence and also my grandfather's presence and would like kind of describe them physically, uh, which was pretty crazy. I don't, I think I believe, believe it. I don't know. One of, one of my friends that I worked with at one of the BJs back in Massachusetts, she's, um, she's me. She's a medium. She calls herself gifted. She doesn't call herself a psychic, but she has actually helped, find bodies and stuff 
Oh, come on. Y'all wow. don't believe in that crap. Every, every true crime book that I read, they always get a psychic involved, and they're always wrong. 100% of the time, they're wrong. I mean... Come on, man. Y'all really believe in that? Yeah, well, my friend was right, though. Well, what what case is that? I don't know. It was a long time ago. But I can tell you that she says that the axe to, that Lizzie Borden used is in the rafters of the attic of the Lizzie Borden house. Somebody should go check that out now. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Was that bubblegum? Uh, no, that was 99 bananas. It does taste like bubblegum. Well, what flavor are 99 bananas? Banana? Yeah. It tastes like that <laughs> super bubble. I was like, bubble. 99 bananas is a, <laughs> is the name of the brand. It tastes like that super bubble that you can Yeah, like, it does. That you put in your mouth and start chewing and it goes instantly tasteless in yeah. like two seconds. Yeah, we used to chew that in the dugout at softball. It was my least favorite. But I did like the bubble. And then you put it the under the bleacher seat. Inside. What was the one with the jokes? Bazooka? Yes, Bazooka. bazooka. And then there was um, double bubble, double bubble, and uh, the we, one that, the one that you get from gum pops. There was also those fake oh, cigarettes, pops. Yeah. the and fake cigarettes in Big League Chew, the one that was like strips of gum that was supposed to be like the kids' version of dip. You know. All right, tonight we're going to Freehold, New Jersey. Never been, don't really want to go, but we're going to start with a nine one one call. Sweet, I love those. County, this is Hal with the 911 transfer. I have Charlene on the line. She is in Freehold at number 14, Route 33. She'd like to report her 25-year-old daughter as missing. Okay, Charlene, you there? Yes. All righty. So um, when, did, uh, when did your daughter go missing? Um, she left me at 10 o'clock last night. Um, she was going back to... I was going to back to my mom's house where where she's staying, um, and I told her to text me or call me when she got home, and nothing, and I've been calling and texting her all day. I went over there at 4 o'clock, and her car was there, um, but she was supposed to be at work from 9 to 6. Um, I, I found, went back there again, like around 8, 9 o'clock, and I found her phone, um, which she never goes anywhere without her phone. And um, I can't get into her phone. I can't remember her password, but I was able to see one of her notifications and her job text her saying, you didn't show up for work today. Is everything okay? Um, and we still haven't heard from her. She's still not home. Okay. What's her name? Stephanie. And last name? Cars. P is in Peter, A-R-Z-E. So was her, was her car in front of her mom's house? Is that right? Her car was in front of her mom's mom's house, so her grandma's house, which from what I saw, she passed away in 2018. But Stephanie Par, Pars, P-A-R-Z-E, was staying at her grandma's house. That's where she lived. Got and it. And I think she lived there by herself because after her grandmother passed, from what I read. So what year is this, 2019? Yeah, this is 2019. Wow, fairly recent case. Okay. Yeah, this is October 30th, 2019. Now, this right here is Stephanie Pars. If you want to describe her for us. Um, she looks like she's in her teens still. Um What? You don't think so? No, I'd say in her mid-20s. Yeah, she's 25. Oh, really? She looks really young. Well, that's good. She's also a uh 
cosmetologists, so you know the makeup okay, probably yeah. makes her look young. Yeah, maybe. So if you heard mom talking to the nine one one, the mother saw her daughter. Now the mother's name is Charlene. They had all went to a psychic that evening, and this is before kind of a, she disappeared. Yeah, before she disappeared. Wow, it's she one didn't of those, see that coming. Yeah, it's one of those big, you know, like the New Jersey Long Island psychics, where there's like three hundred people, and she kind of puts on a show. Yeah, I've been to one of those. Um, it it wasn't in Long Island. It was in Massachusetts. And it was like with, you know, I, there was probably like 200 people there. And yeah. they she like calls out, you know, the spirits that she's feeling, you know, that are calling out to her. Yeah. My mom went to one of those shortly after my grandmother died. And I don't remember if she was picked on or not, but I do remember her going. And it was like a big deal like cuz it was it's so taboo in the catholic church so like i think my dad and i was kind of like a little like why are you going to that you know but it's, it's a way for of closure for some people so did they just recently lose somebody was it the grandmother yeah the grandmother okay. i believe i don't know if that's why they went to the psychic but the, but the psychic her name is Cindy Kaza and she's legit because she has black hair red lipstick and she's sitting on a green couch that's her right there so she's kind of famous in New Jersey. Oh, wow. This is from Cindy's web page. She kind of looks like the progressive girl. Oh, Flo. Ah, I think I got a new uh, celebrity crush here. Cindy- Flo made a comeback, just so you know. that She's a new commercial with Jamie. Cindy has been extremely intuitive since her very early childhood. At the age of 10, she had her first memorable experience with a spirit. Days after losing a childhood friend in a fatal car accident, Cindy woke up in the middle of the night to see her friend standing next to her bed. Creepy. Oh my God. I'd be like, what the fuck? Get the shit out of here, man. I'm trying to sleep. What the fuck? That would not be my reaction. I would have peed my pants. (laughs) Probably would have cried. I would have been like, yo, can you go get me some... uh, Can I get a dip cone? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Can you go get me one of those yogurt cups from the fridge? I definitely would have turned around and like put the covers over my head and just <laughs> cried. At the time, she dismissed this experience and convinced herself it was just a dream. It wasn't until her early 20s that she realized she was having a psychic and mediumistic experience all along. During this, quote, awakening, she began searching for answers and reasons for her experiences and became aware of her multifaceted abilities at a premium price, as a psychic medium. I just threw that one word in there. Yeah, I figured as much. <laughs> she, she began training not only uh, yada, 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 she's psychic. All right, anyway. So they went to see her, and the mother says goodnight to the daughter. She lives about 10 miles away in the grandmother's house. Now, the mother is expecting a text from her. You know, I'm home or whatever. But you know how kids can be. I know she's 25, but maybe she forgot. Either way, in the morning when she doesn't show up for work, her mother gets really concerned. The mother gets to the house. She is still calling frantically. The daughter's nowhere in the house. Her car, her white Toyota Sonata, or excuse me, Hyundai Sonata, is sitting outside in the parking space where it always is. Her phone is in the house, which the mother finds. She tried to do. She tried to do the find the phone thing. And it wasn't picking up, so she did. There's this thing on Apple where you can make just you can make the phone ring really loud with like an, an alarm, like. Yep. She did that, and the phone was actually in the couch 
like on the couch, but kind of like in the in cushions. The cushions yeah. yeah. So it was like she was sitting there and when you're watching Netflix and chilling, you know, and then your phone slides in the cushion. I tried using the Find My Phone service once, but it didn't work because my phone was in the ocean. All right. Stephanie Pars, last seen 10 p.m. She leaves her sister's house, says goodbye to her mom and the kiss and everything. She was wearing a V-neck, burgundy blue jeans, burgundy sweater. Her phone car purse and shoes were in the house. Now, the family actually saw a Snapchat of her driving home, which I don't know why your family would be on your Snapchat, but that was the last time they seen her. And she was supposed to go to work at 9 a.m. Now, it's actually really sad. This story, the father will really break your heart because he really... It really gets to you, and you'll see what I'm talking about in a second. Uh-oh. Tearjerker. Huh? Tearjerker? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But a quote from the mother, quote, and we will see you soon and love you so much. And then the uh, the father in an interview said, quote, think about what daddy taught you. Do what I told you. And then he starts breaking down crying. It's actually really sad. Stephanie was the oldest of four sisters. Her father said that she's a, quote, tough kid. The father 54-year-old Edward Pars says also, quote, she's independent. She always has to have the last word, but she's caring and she loves and she loved children. In fact, she was actually babysitting that morning. Now she is a cosmetologist and everything else, but I'm gonna kind of tell you why she had to why she had to take a hiatus on that. And now she's a babysitter. So if this is your first episode, I put all my sources on my pictures and and everything else, videos, everything you need for this case on talkmurder.com. So be sure if you're not driving, go there and you can follow along with us tonight. For school, she graduated from Freehold Township High School where she was the catcher on the uh, softball team. She pursued art and cosmetology. She was a wax specialist at European Wax Center in Freehold Township and a pro makeup artist at LA Artistry in Jackson. I've been to a European wax place they have them around here there's one Mount yeah Washington. yeah oh, i've never really? been to one yeah they're expensive are they yeah it was like 20 bucks for my eyebrows did you get a brazilian absolutely not that's where they do your booty hole they do do your booty hole i know it felt so good because <laughs> then they blew on it like ever so slightly <laughs> what <laughs> nope <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like one of those uh Whole uh, happy ending salons, actually, John. <laughs> but if you go through her Facebook in August, she and I'll put some of the pictures on talkmer.com. She got pneumonia from vaping. Oh, wow! I know, I've never seen any, and you can see she has a couple pictures in the emergency room. I well, and I she's wonder getting if IVs and everything that's else. like that lung syndrome. I don't know, you know, or related to it. But there you go, guys. Do not vape it's bad for you just smoke cigarettes that i mean no 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 <laughs> no the, the we legitimately had a couple of assemblies last year about vaping and and they came to the faculty meeting they're like these are the these are the devices students will use to vape but it, they, they have them shaped like flash drives like pens they there was something i was watching i i'm pretty sure it was the docuseries unwell on netflix and they talk about vaping and how Yes, it is still better than smoking, but it is still incredibly addictive. And I talked about the jewel and all the kids. And I mean, you see all these kids interviewed and they have just no idea all the nicotine that they're just shooting up. It's crazy. 
Well, I bought a Juul a couple years ago, and I was like, oh, yeah, because nicotine, that'll help me lose weight. And then I smoked it twice, and I was like, this is stupid. Why did I waste my money on that? So I sent it to my sister. So where is Stephanie Pars? The car is in the driveway. Her phone, which I don't know. I don't know one female on this planet that doesn't have her phone with her right now. Correct. Although mine's in the kitchen. Wait. Okay. And she, um, she wasn't saying anything about, you know, going somewhere, you know, over the weekend, like maybe going out for a Halloween no. thing. No. And she had, like, like <laughs> my daughter has no money right now. And she, um, had started a job two weeks ago. And they were told her that they were going to, you know, pay her at the end of the month. So she would have actually gotten her first paycheck either today or tomorrow. And, you know, she has not, you know, you know, wouldn't miss work. You know, she, she's a nanny. She's taking care of a little girl. So she's broke. What I'm trying to say, guys, is she vanishes from her house. One really interesting thing is the family before this happened was that family that you have, not in every neighborhood, but, you know, the ones that put up. Christmas lights. This is actually How their. Did I know you were going to say Christmas lights. <laughs> this is their Christmas lights. <laughs> it's like a winter wonderland. It's, I like it. It's beautiful. You would never do that for our house. Oh, hell no, man. I bet their energy bill is like a billion dollars. That's like, I mean, <laughs> that guy that came by today, he was like, you really need me to. Like, he was trying to sell me to get some lawn services. He's like, I can cut your grass. I can trim this. I can do this. When can I start? And I'm like, I need to figure out how much I can afford monthly. Yeah. Like, he was, like, trying to sell me hard. And meanwhile... So you I'm, can start, but I ain't gonna pay you. Yeah. <laughs> I would, don't think I'll ever be that excited about Christmas. I love Christmas, but I'll do, like, one row of lights on the outside, maybe. We'll see if I get to it this year. I'll be lucky if I get a tree. The father... He holds off the designs this year until his daughter is found. That's what he says. So when do they normally put their lights up? Because she's, she's around missing this time. Yeah, around uh, this time. Around Halloween? Too yeah, soon. Right? No, this was October 30th. Yeah. So she's missing November too 1st. Soon. What do you mean too soon? Oh my God. You get mad at me it for doing It probably takes two any- weeks to put this crap up. I'm just saying that's so before Thanksgiving. The lights are set up now and usually turn on the day after Halloween. But <gasps> Mr. Pars has been adamant that the lights will never turn on again until Stephanie is found. Driving by the house and seeing all the dark Christmas lights is crushing. They just erected one single illuminated sign that says, quote, Stephanie, come home. The dad will break your heart. I'm not going to show you the dad's video. So, question, did they not take down all the lights? Like, still, like, if I drive by today, because this is last year, last October. So, last year was the first Christmas. He said if my daughter's found. So, I don't know. Is she found? But he's talking about, he's talking about not lighting them. Did he keep them up or did he take them down? No. All right. That's a good question. Completely unrelated to anything, but, (laughs) but we must know was Rudolph still in the front line. From what I heard, from what I saw, they leave them up all year and just make little changes the next year. They leave them up. That's what I read, but I'm not sure. That's what I read though. This would be like the next month will be the one year anniversary. Correct. You know what I heard, yeah. like saw, this was this was back a couple months ago, I saw somewhere 
like someone was so bored during the um, pandemic. This was like early on that they neatly wrapped up all of the exterior Christmas lights of their neighbor and just put them neatly on their front porch. This was like in March, like clearly saying it's time to put them down. No. Oh, they did it to someone else's house. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, it's it's time. Breaking new info in the disappearance of Stephanie Parza. Sources confirm there is a person of interest in this case and cell phone records indicate he was in the woods on Staten Island around 3 a.m. the night she disappeared. So police. They find out that Stephanie wasn't alone that night when she got home. She actually had a visitor over and this was also caught on camera, her the neighbor's home cam. But this guy, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, he spent six hours in a, quote, heavily wooded area in Richmond Valley. Okay. And I looked up, if you could go to Google and type in, how long does it take to dig a grave? Oh, God. I'm it's so about- glad that's in your Google history. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm glad that you didn't look it up while you were here. <laughs> But he's in Staten Island. This, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. This person of interest. Yeah. So, that is not New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's no. cross state lines. But yeah. this guy did come over. It's like right on the state line. He's also, it's an island. I, I know, but I'm, I'm going to get to him in a second. Cell phone records show he's a person of interest. He was in the Long Pond Park six hours. And this is them searching the car, or this is them searching the area. Now this is uh, kind of crazy. This is why you don't. This is why you don't date people on the internet. Um, I also know that she started going on the dating page on on um, Facebook. I was talking to a couple guys, so okay. I don't know whether also like. But she would never meet somebody in the morning because she's not a morning person. She had to be at work at nine o'clock. You know. Um, but the funny thing is, like, if this guy John slept over last night and, like, she was getting ready for work, like, why would her phone be on the side she of the couch? She sounds like your mom. Right. Doesn't she? Um, no. Okay. Yeah, she does. Instead no. of, like, in she the bedroom like where she gets ready. My mom ready. does not have an accent. I know, but, like... She would only be sitting there if she was, like, sitting no. watching TV. Not from New Jersey. Right. Yeah, I mean, I so, I don't, you know, know, whether he's just she saying, like, he really slept over and has, you know, saw her this no, morning... She, yeah, I, I don't know. Of a Boston accent. Tell me, what do you think about this hunk right here? Oh, is this? Are you about to show me Polly D? <laughs> no, Polly D's from Johnson, Rhode Island. Yeah, I am about to show you Polly D. Who That's... is the one from Staten Island? Mike, the situation. Ah, or Vinny, one of the. This or is Ronnie. This is Annie. the situation. What was that? Situ- what situation? I'm talking about Vinny. Jersey Shaw. Or... Jersey Shaw. Huh? No, I'm talking GTL. about GTL. Jim Ham Laundry. One, what is the one you said, Mike? Situation? No, Polly D. What situation? Polly D. Polly D. <laughs> this is Polly D. What are you talking about? Situation? I don't know what you're talking about. He is also on Jersey Shore. The, what? The guy's name is Mike, but his nickname is the Situation because of his abs. He has like a twelve pack, so he calls his it the Situation. Abs are the situation. Oh, yeah. what? His name is the Situation. Yes. <laughs> Have you not seen Jersey Shore? What the fuck? This was so big <laughs> freshman year of college. So what is describe this guy for us? This is a situation. He he is a little bit of a guido. <laughs> What's a guido? A guido. An Italian. He's a Vinny. A gu- situation. He's a, Vinny. He's a situation. This guy's a this guy is a fucking situation. I'll tell you that right now. This guy's a piece of situation. He looks a little bit like um who's who's who was the one that was actually cute from the show? Vinny? 
Yeah. John Perry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this guy. Well, I mean, you didn't tell me any. You didn't describe him. You just. Okay, okay. Well, show me the picture again. I'll describe him. Um, okay, so he's Italian, tan, dark hair. Does he do laundry? <laughs> he probably GTLs. Um, he knew that reference. Possibly, yeah. possibly a pierced ear somewhere. He's got a nice lineup. All right, this is John D. Osbligen. O-Z-B-I-L-G-E-N. That's 29-year-old stockbroker from Stanton Island. Staten Brokerage Island. firm. He dated Parze, but this is... And I uh I got an interview from one of Stephanie's friends that said this guy never came around because Stephanie didn't want to bring this guy around. And you'll see why. They actually knew that this guy was at Stephanie's house that night. And he claims that well, this is what he told his Stephanie's mom anyway, that she, he woke up in the morning there and she went to work. But that's not true because her car's there. And also her job, her Someone at her job texted saying, you weren't here. Yeah, asking if she was okay. He lives in Kings Mountain Boulevard. Now, he is well known to the police because, and this is from the Staten Island Live page. The headline is, eight young Staten Islanders arrested after month-long investigation into sell of prescription drugs. This dude, John Obligzigan, was selling all kinds of stuff, including illegal steroids, Adderall pills, the box zone. And th- this was actually when he was 19 years old. So this guy right now is 29. This is 10 years old. But he was well known because this was a huge arrest that the Staten Island police made. It was a whole drug thing, like kind of like The Wire. I think they based oh, the show The so Wire good. on this this guy. No. That's in, that's in Baltimore, hun. So they go to his house to conduct a search warrant, basically looking for information, the whereabouts of Stephanie. Where is Stephanie? We know you were with her. We know you spent six hours in the park for some reason. They look through his cell phone and they don't find anything about the whereabouts of Stephanie, but they do find something else. Now, this is from the Asbury Park Press November 8th, 2019. If you want to read the headline on this. Freehold Township Missing Woman. Man linked to Stephanie Parza charged with child pornography. Wow, sounds like a real winner. Yeah, so 29-year-old. He was arrested at his home in Kings Mountain Boulevard. He was arrested for child pornography. So he had images of children and sexual lewd sexual acts on his on his phone. And it wasn't a felony because because he had under a thousand files. Oh wow! But, I but didn't that, know there was a minimum. Yeah, the minimum is a thousand, and then it goes to a felony. Oh, I know, right? And that bullshit. It, it depends on what state you're in. So you could literally have nine hundred and ninety nine child porn, pornographic images of children and not be considered a felon. Hey, I'm just telling you what I'm reading, man. I don't know what you want from me. I don't. That doesn't That's sound crazy. right. Yeah, I don't know about that. Well, he only spent 11 days in jail, so... What? <laughs> so Poor shit. <laughs> All right, Chris Webster, the spokesman for the Monmouth County Prosecutor's Office, said that the scene at the scene of John's arrest, quote, was completely unrelated to the disappearance of Stephanie Parsi. 
John Oblizigan is charged with one count of possession of child pornography, a quantity of files under 1,000. The fa- Stephanie's father didn't know this guy at all, even though he's all over her Facebook. How long had they been dating? I think this is a, you know, I'm feeling a little... One hit wonder? No, well, no. This is like I'm feeling kind of spicy tonight type of shit. I'm lonely. Let me call I'm John, lonely, like you know? Tinder? Yeah. All right, this guy was a licensed stockbroker, and he was fired by his... Uh, financial group the woodstock financial group on october 31st but he plans to seek new employment so he spent 11 days in jail even though he definitely killed this girl and then the judge let him out and you know what he had to do because he was on probation he would be good as long as he phoned in twice a month and he was also barred from using the internet or any drugs now, this is the courtroom proceeding about this guy. Go to talkmore.com to see this guy. This, Not using the internet is this really guy is a real. This guy's a real piece of situation here. During the course of the missing persons investigation, law enforcement was able to determine that this defendant was the on-again, off-again boyfriend of Stephanie Pars. We further learned that there was a pending domestic violence case on September 23rd of 2019 uh, involving Ms. Pars, in which the defendant was alleged to have struck Stephanie Pars on the head and threatened her before she took off running down the street. Law enforcement learned that Stephanie told others she was in fear for her life with the defendant, who she continued to have contact with after that incident. Detectives learned that this defendant was texting and Facebook messaging Stephanie Pars the night before her disappearance, um, and again referring to S. State's Exhibit 5. Um, those messages spanned um, just over nine minutes long. There were ten unanswered messages, um, and concluding with calling uh, Stephanie Pars a f- and telling her that she always has to make their relationship suck. Does he have, like, a nervous tick or something? No, so I looked it up. I was like, why is this guy blinking so much? Apparently, when you get stressed, it's like a defensive mechanism to blink a lot. Interesting. I shake. This guy, if you see this video, this guy's like, like he's, like, having a seizure or something. I like that you pause to demonstrate to our listeners the blinking, but they can't hear you. <laughs> so they, they can hear you. They just can't see you. <laughs> right. No, no. And apparently like her so-called ex-boyfriend um, was we there's a domestic violence thing going on in court. Um, and my one daughter reached out to him to see whether or not he had seen her. And he said that he saw her last night. He stayed there, and she was getting for work ready for work this morning, um, and has not heard from her since all day. So Stephanie calls the police on this guy John in June and September, reporting that he was abusing her. The first incident in Freehold Township is when John. I'm just going to call him John Oz because I can't say his last name. Is when John Oz was accused of, quote, grabbing her face, pulling her hair, and dragging her by her hair, causing minor injury and pain. The second report, three months later, he was striking the victim once and hitting her hand, causing injury to her thumb and thumbnail, then striking the victim a second time, making contact with the side of her head using his back hand. And he was arrested in both times for this domestic abuse. And this is a quote from the prosecutor. Quote, authorities got a warrant to search his cell phone and uncovered child pornography, including images involving kids as young as three years old. 
being sexually abused. No. And he was arrested November 8th for that crime. The judge le- let him go, man. What? The judge let him go because in New Jersey, you if you're not a danger to society, oh, even he's though a he's a to fucking society. woman abuser and he's got three-year-old kids on his cell phone getting sexually abused, uh, the judge lets him go after 11 days. I think he served his time. What do y'all think? I think he's about to get what's coming to him. This is from the Asbury Park Press. If you want to read this, this is a former girlfriend. This isn't Stephanie, but someone as a character witness to John Oz. He would choke me. Former girlfriend says she fears he killed Stephanie Parza. Reading into that paper a little further, a former girlfriend of John Oz said he strangled her to the point of unconsciousness multiple times during rough sex. She said she still believes he is responsible for Stephanie's disappearance. There were multiple occasions that she says that John Oz was violent, choking her, hitting her, and even even holding a knife to her. The choking, the ex-girlfriend said, was a common act that happened consensually during sex, but led to abuse during heated arguments. Quote, there were just so many times where he would choke me and I would go unconscious. In an exclusive interview with the Asbury Park Press, she said she believes Parsi was choked to death. Quote, I think it was either during sex or during an argument that he most likely choked her and meant for her to go unconscious for a few seconds, the former girlfriend said. What a guy. John Oz did have scratches around his neck when he went to court. So they let this guy go, man. Anyway, at the detention hearing for John Oz, his child porn charges, investigators observed Mark's around his neck. This is from his former girlfriend. Quote, I've seen him have sex scratch marks. I've given them to him. I mean, why would you come out and say this shit? I don't know. The detective was like, I'm going to need to get your number. All right. This one was much different, she said. I actually went up to him and said, John, that's not from sex. That's really bad. His response, rough night, don't ask. He told me he had a rough night and that the cops were going to be contact- contacting me and not and not to say anything bad about him, she said. But he she tells the cops that, quote, he buys illegal steroids. He stalked an, an ex-girlfriend recently. He hits girls. He drives recklessly. I thought it could have been anything. Well, that doesn't sound sketchy at all. Like, don't ask about my rough night. Also, if the cops tell you. That they need to know some information. Only good things. Okay, thanks. This is from John Oz in a Facebook group called Mike. <laughs> the Facebook the situation? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but the Facebook group name is really funny. The Facebook group, private group, is called My Couch Pulls Out, But I Don't. <laughs> oh my god that's amazing (laughs) but i don't know how i feel about that why don't you pull out maybe you should so not only do you not pull out but you also sleep on a couch that pulls out that's your bed like (laughs) i thought that was funny well he's talking about he's ejaculating oh we got it thanks we understand thank you i was making sure but he posts this meme this was after he's released from 
his long prison sentence for having three-year-old child porn on his phone of 11 days. This is what he posts in that group. If you it's wanna, an Arthur meme. It's an Arthur meme. <gasps> if you want to read that, Jen. It's it's a, a a picture of Arthur digging a hole, and it says, the caption says, um, when she says, choke me, daddy, and you get carried away, and now she's dead. And his 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 caption above that says, you win some, you lose some with a shrugging emoji. Oh my God. It's <laughs> so fuck. fucking bad. <laughs> he also posts the text messages of that night that she gets murdered by him. So it was October 30th. That he murders her, you mean? Yeah, that she gets murdered by that him. That she Never gets mind. murdered, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, th- yeah, exactly. So he posts this, and um, the caption line is, How selfish is this girl? Whoa, I don't want to do anything if you come. I want to watch TV and go to sleep. I'm exhausted. Last night wore me out too much. That sounds horrible. What do you mean? Sounds normal to me. You know, I hate that. I don't care. I hate that you want it every day and you don't give me a break. All right, so did this guy get arrested? Please, dear God, tell me so. I say probably not. All right, if you want to read this headline, this is from the New York Post from November 22nd, 2019. This is actually the breaking news from this story. John Osbligen, ex-boyfriend of missing New Jersey woman Stephanie Parza, found dead. Did he did he die by suicide? Yeah. So this is from the Monmouth County Prosecutor's Office. Breaking. Medical examiner has determined the cause and manner of death for John Oz was a suicide by hanging. Oz was found deceased at his Freehold Township home this morning. Oz was recently released from jail after being charged with possession of child pornography. Investigation remains active. More information will be released as it becomes available. He didn't leave the location of Stephanie's body, so they're still searching for her. Not, they found her now, but at this point they were still searching for her. If you want to read this, this is his suicide note written by a monkey having a seizure. Dear Mom, Dad, Sal, Sammy, sorry about all this craziness. I've been miserable for so long now. I had enough. Thanks for everything. I can't do life in prison. Most of the stuff you will hear is true, except the child porn. I would never do that. Use the pics with me and blank for the funeral. That was the only time in my life where I was truly happy. I want blank to help plan everything with you tell her i'm sorry and i love her she was so good to me and we had an amazing life i fucked it up she only did good for me i dug myself in a deep hole this is the only choice i love you guys with a smiley face so he kills himself at his home now he gets the chance to write a goodbye message but stephanie never did i think that's so Strange that he closed it with a smiley face. I know, right? Isn't that weird? Yeah, that's really weird. I love you guys, smiley face. And then he's like... With like two exclamation points, too. I know. Also, I feel like um, hanging yourself is a very uncommon way to go. I mean, honestly, if you look at this guy, he's on steroids. You can tell. You know what he looks like? Have you ever seen The Boiler Room? I mean, he's a stockbroker. 
He's like one of those guys that just kind of like one of the the guys from the penny sock days of Wolf of yeah, Wall Street, like a boiler room though, where they just sit in this room and just pump and dump these penny stocks. Yeah, Wolf shit. of Wall Street shit. Yeah, but that was more classy. But, but if you from will. no, from like when he was in before it was Stratton and whatever. Yeah, but that wasn't really a boiler room. You got to watch that movie. I still it's haven't the, seen the whole thing. It's called the Boiler Room. Wolf of Wall Street is so good. Let's wrap this up. This from the Monmouth County Prosecutor's Office from January 27th. It is with great sadness we announce that Stephanie Parza's remains were recovered yesterday near Route 9 in Old Bridge. The Middlesex County confirmed her identity this morning. Our office will hold a brief press conference later today regarding this matter. We wish to extend our thanks to our partners, the Middlesex County Prosecutor's Office and the Old Bridge Township Police Department for their work on this investigation. We also want to thank the public for your remarkable efforts in trying to find Stephanie for the past few months. May God bless Stephanie and her family during this terribly difficult time. All right. Well, that's the story, man. I mean, that's how it ended and everything. Obviously, no one's going to prison because the guy killed himself but you know pretty cut and dry there it's really sad the really sad thing about this is the father if you go and watch an interview with the father it definitely make you cry because he he lost his baby you can definitely tell but um that's all the information on the stephanie parza case any questions all right well i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did hit that subscribe button on whatever podcasting app you use And my name is John. I'm here with Jen and Nicole. And until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.